Good morning. Welcome to the Sunday morning services, Bond Sunday morning services. I appreciate you being there. Um, if you'd like to get involved, as soon as they put the numbers up, I'll tell you how to get involved. Uh, because there are no numbers, no address, no anything. <laughs> but we'll tell you that in a minute. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I'm glad to be here. Last week, we had a good conversation. Yes. Anybody remember last week's conversation? Uh, you don't have to answer what it was about yet, but do you remember it? Yes. You do remember. You're the only person. <laughs> it was about uh, enduring, and I said that um, most people are not making it in life because they don't love telling the truth, and they don't love hearing the truth about themselves. They, they are rather have someone lie to them rather than telling them the truth or tell them the truth. And because of that, they're not enduring and overcoming anything. If you look around, if you really check out your friends, your family members, your co-workers, your loved ones, whether it's a husband or wife or boyfriend, girlfriend, most, in most situations, you lie to each other. You lie to each other by not telling the truth, you lie to each other by halfway telling the truth, or you lie to each other by going and telling somebody else about it rather than going to that person. Because you don't want to cause them pain. They don't want to cause you pain. And so everybody lie to each other. And that's why the country is falling apart. That's why kids are weak. That's why men are weak. And that's why women are angry and out of control because of lies. When I was growing up, people told the truth whether you like it or not. I remember when I was in school, high school, if a boy was weak, <laughs> if a male was weak, he was called a sissy boy. You remember that? Yes. Sissified. Yes. You a little sissy. And then if you went home crying to your mother about being called a sissy, she would whoop you. <laughs> you remember those good old days? Yes. She would whoop you for being weak. Or, and especially your father or grandfather. They would say, boy, why are you acting like this? You need to learn to stand up. They didn't say, oh, come here, baby. There, there, there. Let me go to school and tell the teacher to make sure everybody is kind to you. We need to have a no-tolerant program. You can't, kids can't be mean to one another. We throw out the mean kid. We did not have that growing up. If you did not stand up for yourself, you were called sissy boy by the kids <laughs> and by your parents. Anybody ever had that? Are you... Yeah, you guys, want, you need to go down and grow up on a plantation. <laughs> Dilo, you remember that, don't you? I wasn't raised with boys. Oh, you had all the girls in your family? I wasn't raised with boys. Well, boys were not allowed to be wimpy, girly boys in those good old days. And I'm so thankful for that now because I see how weak and uh, uh, pathetic and emotional that most men are today. They're, they're total mama. You know, they're all women. They, they have mama's nature, and they're just girls. And there's nothing worse than a, uh, a man with a weak demeanor, demeanor. You can smell him coming. Have you guys ever seen a weak demeanor man? You know what I mean? Yes. Who don't know what I mean? You can, you can smell him coming. <laughs> and there's just something about their personality that has not 
develop. They're weak in the way they walk. They're weak in the way they present themselves. They're weak in the way they, they run their lives. They're weak in character and finance. They just don't have it anymore because they've been so dumbed down, first at home and then out in the public. The, the school system, educational system, the government is making, you know, is working on making men weak and weaker and weaker. I heard that the government had a meeting this week about how to uh, make women stronger, how to focus even more so on women. And that the head of the government, the president, said that he glorified his mother and grandmother, and, and he and his wife are going to just, they, work, they met with these people, focus in on how to make men, I mean, women stronger. And I'm thinking to myself, we're in trouble if this continued to happen because men are getting worse instead of getting better. God said that we should be strong in the Lord and the will of his might. And being strong is not being macho. It's not being uh, um, timid. It's just doing what's right, not being afraid to speak the truth, not trying to make friends, but not trying to make enemies either. There's a natural way of being a man, and we just don't see it developing anymore in this country or in this, yeah, in this country. Men are going the other direction. I'm telling you, it is worse than what, what I can even tell you. And I'm sure you guys are seeing it too, and especially in men and women relationships. The average man, not all, not all, not all, but the average man cannot deal with the woman at all today. He's just afraid. He's afraid of losing her. Somebody mentioned that men put women on a pedestal, and that's why they can't deal with them, and that is the truth. They put women on a pedestal, plus they have mama's nature inside of them, and they can't do it. They don't know how to do, to do it. I read a, a, a report the other day, and it says that children, the best time for children development is from the age of one to three. Have you ever heard that? Yes. You kind of set them up to either be weak or strong from the age of one to three. And I was thinking of some of the mothers I know who are having children without husbands around. And I know mothers who have literally destroyed their children from the age of one to three. They had no patience with them, especially the boys. They curse them out at the age of one to three. They don't, they're not guiding them. And now they've set these kids' lives where they can... Uh, they're going to grow up and be angry. They're going to be sick. They're going to be worried. They're going to have fear and doubt. Because the tone has already been set from age one to three. And you can already see them acting it out somewhat right now. You know, some are insecure. Some don't. Some are not dealing with you with a sense of security. Because they've been set up to become weak men. Weak women. But especially weak men. It's important that men are strong because of our... Uh, role in life. We have to, we're supposed to protect women and children from evil. We're supposed to protect our families from the world taking over. And so if they don't set that tone while growing up, then the world, when they go out into the world, the, the kids are taking over like men are being taken over now. Men don't even fight back. They're afraid to say what is happening to them is wrong. They're afraid to say why they are so weak. Because they don't want the world to come down on them. They don't want to lose anything. And I used to be that way. Somewhat. But not all the way. I'm, I am blessed because when I was growing up, 
I had some example of real men in my life. My grandfather was a tough man. No, he had some issues, of course, and I think he had issues with women because my grandfather had um, his wife, the other lady, and my grandmother. My grandfather was dating three women at the same time. <laughs> and they all lived on the same plantation right down the road from each other. And he was married, on, well, he was married to one. Then he, this other lady lived between where we lived. He took care of her and then my grandmother. And they all had children for him. But he took care of everybody. But there was, <laughs> so he had some issues with women. But I never saw my grandfather angry. I never saw him being manipulated and controlled by those women. Whenever he would discipline us, he did it in a way where he never showed anger. And we knew when he was coming, it was time to get it right. <laughs> and even they respected him. Now, if they didn't, I don't know about it. They kept it quiet from us. But I never heard one of them say, oh, he is such a weak, pathetic man, or I can run over him, or... They never said that about him. Now, if they did, we didn't hear it. So we had this utmost respect for my grandfather. And I don't agree. You shouldn't have five, uh, three women. So if you're, some of you guys have three, let two go. <laughs> and, and only Because it's hard enough dealing with one. Now, the women those days were not as difficult to deal with because those three women worked together all their lives. And when one died, they all went to the funeral. So they worked together for some reason, maybe because they were on a plantation, there were not enough men around, whatever the reason was. But women then were different than they are today, you know. But we got to, men need to understand. I was talking to, um, and speaking of the lack of character, one thing that parents should teach their children while growing up is to work hard and to save their monies and show them how to use money in the right way. If you don't show your kids that, especially boys, they're not going to make it. I was talking to, um, last night, a family member. I'm not telling you where there's a child, you know, whatever, because you may try to figure out who it is. <laughs> a family member called me up and said, you know, I'd like to borrow some money from you. And I said, how much do you want to borrow? $500. I said, oh, yeah. I said, you know, you haven't paid me back the money you owe me. <laughs> I know, I'm going to pay you, as soon, I got this deal going, and as soon as I make a lot of money, I'm going to pay you back. And I said to them, do you tell all your creditors that? Do you tell everybody you owe, do you say, I'm going to pay you back when I get a lump sum? Well, no, but you, you're a family member, you should understand. And I'm thinking, what, do, what should I understand? I don't know what I should understand. You borrowed my money, you said you're going to pay me back, and now not only do you not pay me back, you don't even mention that you owe me anymore. It's not even up for dialogue anymore, and now you come and want to borrow some more? Well, you, you should understand. You're, you're a family member. I said, you know what the problem is? You don't have any character because when I was growing up, if somebody borrowed money from you, there is nothing on earth that would stop them from paying you back. And we were taught to do that. Even if we had to pay back a dime a week, we would pay you back. Because if the word got out that you borrowed from someone and didn't pay them back, you became an embarrassment. People started talking about you. But nowadays, and then 
the people who borrow from you don't think about the fact that, well, this person loaned me their money. I wonder how they'll pay that. Don't they have to still live and pay their bills? And, you know, don't they have to survive? Don't I care about them enough to pay them back? In the good old days, character was most important. But today, because we're not training boys and girls, especially boys, how to be responsible like that, they'll take your money and forget about it. They will. And that's not a manly thing to do. I can't stand, even my own kids, I can't stand them when they don't pay you back. And I won't let them ever have another day. Because I don't understand that mentality. I would be embarrassed if I didn't pay a person back. I would hide until I get the money then pay them. I would be embarrassed to look at them because I'm a man. I'm supposed to be able to take care of myself. My word is my, you know, it's just it. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. But nowadays, most men, when they say something, they don't even mean it. They'll just say it and don't mean a word about it. And that's not the way God intended for us to be. You're never going to find, you're never going to find that straight and narrow path when you are a liar and when you don't want to endure. You got to endure something. Paying back a person, even if you can't pay back the lump sum, making payments every month is enduring. It's better than nothing because you're developing character by making that sacrifice, by keeping your word. Can you imagine God making us promises and then we rely on him and he turn on us? He doesn't keep his word. Where will we be? Well, we as men, we represent God. We're supposed to keep our word. And if we can't do it, then let the person know. Don't hide from the person. It's, it's, it's painful to a lot of people, to the ego, to go to the person and say, well, you know, I, I, I said I was going to pay you back. I don't have the money right now. It's painful, so they don't want to endure that kind of pain either. They'll avoid that kind of pain, so they don't grow. You don't grow. The one thing I want to just absolutely assure you, that when you turn to character, God has this magical thing that causes things to happen in your life where he will absolutely take care of you. When you just keep your word, when you're honest with people, when you're not trying to make people like you or dislike you, when you're just casually living your life, he is magically unfolding or causing things to unfold so that you can have whatever you desire in life. But character is the most important thing. Being a man, there's nothing like being a man. A being a, and a man, again, it doesn't mean you're like macho. You're not thinking that you're better than others. It's just that you're loving what's right. You're seeking what's right first. The priority in my life is to get up and pray, to be honest with myself, and to be honest with my fellow man. That's priority to me in my life. And as a result, I know that I notice my life is working out. All my needs are met. I never have to worry. Even when it looked like I should be worrying, I don't have to worry. I cannot worry because I love what's right first. I love what's right more than anything else. I do what God tells me to do. Seek first the kingdom of God. Because when you're seeking him, you're, you're relying on him. You're dependent on him. And he's going to take over your life. And you're just developing this character. You're becoming a man or a woman, and God is taking care of you. You never have to worry. But if you're a liar, if you don't train your kids up in the right way to go, you let the world tell you how to raise your kids, and you let them pass laws that are going to impose upon you and your family, you're not, you're not going to get anywhere in life. 
You're just not going to get anywhere. You're going to always be insecure, always have doubt, always have fear and worry. And that's not the way we're supposed to live. Christ came so that we shouldn't, no, so that we don't have to live that way. We don't have to have fear. But you've got to be willing to endure the overcoming of the ego. You've got to be willing to face whatever you've got to face, no matter what you feel, so that you can overcome it. When I'm on the radio or I'm out giving talks and I speak about how women are, how they're destroying things, and the more power we give them, the worse things become, I know I'm going to be hated for it. I know people are going to turn against me. But then there are some people going to hear that little truth, and they're going to grab hold of it. When I talk about how weak and pathetic men are, or I have to say no to my kids because I see that they're being irresponsible and that they don't keep their word, I run the risk of losing a relationship with them. But I don't care. I'd rather have a relationship with what is right than to have a relationship with my kids, my friends, or anybody. Because I'm not going to get anything. I'm not going to get life. If you get life from other people, it's a false life. It's a life that leads to death. But in all honesty, people don't have anything to give you. They have nothing to give you. But hardships, hardship, lies, deceit, they have nothing to give you. And this is from, you know, kin folks down. This is every, I don't, just think about it. They have nothing to give. And we're constantly deceiving ourselves, thinking that we're going to get something from them. You're not going to get anything. They're going to use you. And you're going to use them. You gotta love what's right. I absolutely. It's, I, I wish I could just really tell you, but you gotta be still. You must overcome your anger. You must learn how to be honest with yourself, because when you're honest with yourself, you're you're not in denial. You're in a state of consciousness, which is the presence of God, and He is causing you to overcome. But if you're dishonest with yourself, you can read the Bible until the cows come home. You can. Uh, quote scriptures, you can go to church day and night, but if you're dishonest about yourself, you're not going to get anywhere. If you don't face your fears, if you don't face your doubts, if you don't stand up to people, if you don't say no when you should be saying no, then you're going to suffer in life. Your kids will take advantage of you. I know single mothers who have given their children, given their children all of their money trying to help them through life, and the kids and, and the mother almost, mothers almost end up on skid row, and they ask the kids for help. But the kids are like, no, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> I don't like you. i got to take care of myself. And the mothers thinking that they were doing it out of love and because when they, uh, they identify with their kids, and fathers too. I know fathers who are doing the same thing. They identify with their kids emotionally. And, and the kids know how to make you feel emotionally about them. They'll cry. They'll, they'll, you know, they exhibit pain. You know, I can't make it if you don't help me. And the moment you identify with them emotionally, you open up your wallet. Your little money is gone. And then emotions shut down because they're not coming back with the money. And then you start to get angry because we're thinking that that is love and that is not love. And men know that that's not love, but they don't they won't overcome mama so they can guide their family in the right way to go. We must be born again. And when you are born again, you're overcoming that emotional condition that's been passed on to you by mama, and you're now, you're living that straight and narrow path of logic, what is right, based on truth and not what you feel. Not at all. I, I was thinking about this this morning. When I was growing up, 
my father wasn't there. He didn't raise me, but I would see him when I would go to Indiana. And I, and I, I would ask my dad for some money. I don't ever remember him giving me over $10. And I was thinking, my dad had never given me $50 in my whole life. And that's weird because at the time, at the time I thought he should give me a little bit more money. <laughs> but now I'm glad that he didn't because it forced me to become independent. And I, I forgave him because I thought he should have been, you know, should have been a little more given than that. But I forgave him, but it made me be more independent. When I was growing up, I don't remember not working. Even as a kid, and my grandparents had to go to the cotton field, we were out there playing around, but we were picking cotton too. We were doing things around the house. We were bringing in wood. You know, they made us do something. And nowadays, these boys are being taught not to work, not to be responsible. It may hurt them if they have to work. You know, it may it hurt their feeling. They don't feel like doing it. <laughs> And now these guys are growing up and you can barely get them off the couch. The women are taking care of them. And that's unnatural. And then you tell them to go to work. They don't even have that nature hurt to have to get up and go look for a job. We work with a lot of young men and I, you know, I see that happening already. I said, why don't you get up and go to a job? I am looking. I was on the internet all day. <laughs> I'm like, look, you got to get up and go out and meet the person, you know. Talk to them. Introduce yourself. Put on a suit, a tie at least. L- let them see you. Um, nowadays, they want you on the Internet. Do both. But that energy is not there. And, and the light is going out in the world because men, men are not men, and the world is suffering for it. There is nothing like being a man of character, and I'm developing into that. You know, For the last 20 years, when I heard that all you have to do is sit down, be still, and know God. That's all you have to do. Come out of denial. For 20 years, almost 21 now, I've been doing that, and my life is constantly changing. But what's changing about it is the insight that I'm getting from it. And then I look around and my needs are met. But it's the insight that I'm getting, the growth, the developing into this man that God wanted me to be. The fear of not caring about what the world think about me. I could literally care less. I never even think about it. As a matter of fact, when people get mad at me for telling them the truth, I'm a little surprised that they're mad at me. Because I don't feel anything about it. I'm not mad about it. I'm not trying to put them down. And I'm a little surprised that they react sometimes. Because it's, if it sounds so right to me, it looked like if you grab hold of it, you would become a better person. It looked like I remember growing up, I used to think to myself, if I, if I could just find, as a young man, I thought, if I could find somebody to tell me the truth, tell me which way to go, what to do, I know I would do it. But I could never really find that person to do it. Because people would lie to you. They did the best that they can do. They quoted scriptures. But they didn't know that way. They didn't know to tell me, you got to get over your ego. You need to die so you can live from your ego. You, you just be still and let God guide you. I heard one preacher say it. I grab hold of it, and I've not been the same thing. But I tell people all the time, you got to get over your anger. Stop being mad so that you can live. They don't do it. They still get mad. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you how to live this life. The more you let go, the better you'll become. But you're becoming in a way that you can't even imagine. You can't imagine this way. 
It's not like what we've been taught. I look at a lot of TV shows and stuff like Oprah and all those folks, and I never hear them talk about character, about being a righteous person. They always say, you got to get a good education. You know, women got to beat up on men, and men need to stop being men. They never say, you know, character is first, because that's the nature of God. And if you can put that focus on character, when God says, seek first the kingdom of God his right way, that's all you really have to do. And then he'll establish your footsteps. He has a plan already laid out. And you don't have to know that plan beforehand. Um, you, you, you can't be mad at another person. You can no longer be angry at yourself when you get on that path. It is so interesting. I love becoming a man. I love overcoming mama and becoming a man. There's nothing like it. And women should love becoming women, but you got to overcome that that wrong spirit, that wrong identity. I had a guy call my show uh, this week. Oh, Jesse, I'm sorry for calling you so much, but I am so down and out. My parents don't love me. They don't understand what I'm going through. Um, I'm, I'm taking all type of pills. You know how they give me these depression pills and stuff like that. Uh, and I said, how old are you? I'm 20 years old. This is a man. I'm 20 years old. I said, why are you living with your mama? You need to move out. You need to stop whimping and whining. You need to stop complaining. Move out and take control of life. I said, stop it. No wonder they, your parents have done the best that they can do. Forgive them for what they have done to you so you can go free. Let it go. Move out. You really think I need to move out? <laughs> yes, I wanted to cuss. <laughs> you really, at 20 years old, you really think I should move out for mom and daddy? My, my, my grandmother taught us, at 18, boy, you're out of here. <laughs> at 18, you're out of here. They prepared us from day one. <laughs> At, to, and it said, 18, you're out. So I knew nothing else. And I didn't think I was traumatized. I didn't think they were mean to me. I wanted to leave at 18. But nowadays, you can't push these men out of their homes. And if mama find a way to push them out, they got to find another mama and another woman. <laughs> and another mama is gladly waiting to take care of them because she feel good about it. She feel better than the man. I can... I couldn't, I couldn't feel like a man let a woman take care of me. It, just doesn't, it wouldn't feel right. I've never allowed a woman to take care of me, even in my worst days. <laughs> I never have allowed a woman to take care of me, even in my worst days, because I didn't see men allowing women to take care of them growing up. The women allowed the men to take care of them. It was understood, and that's what they taught us to do. And it just feel good. It feel right being a man taking care of yourself. I wouldn't even marry a woman that I would ask her right away on the first date. Are you the kind of woman that think that uh, a man shouldn't take care of you? And if she said yes, then I'm okay. This is the last date. So let's have some fun. Because <laughs> you could never be my wife. I'm not going to switch roles with her. Not going to do it. Men switch roles just like that. And they have no problem with it. No problem with switching roles at all. Because that nature has not been developed. They do, they do not seek God in his right way. And then they have been taught that it's fine. And then these women who are switching roles with the men hate them. They hate the men. 
I know somebody, several people right now who are married, they are switch roles. The wife go to work, and they have a job too, but they cook, clean, uh, wash dishes, cut the grass, take the trash out, and the wife still up reading, reading a book or watching TV. And I'm not making this stuff up. I wish I was making it up. And so I'm like, why do you, why do you switch roles with your wife? Well, the Bible said, honor thy wife. And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't say make a fool out of yourself. <laughs> well, we, you know, nowadays you can't tell them what to do. Well, then don't marry them. They're ways out. You don't have to go along with it. I guarantee you with all that is within me, if men were to become men and reject what women are doing, women would come to order. Because women want and need men. They pretend they don't, but it's in their nature. And if men just became, you know, become men, would become men, women would come to order. You don't have to go along with the stuff. You really don't have to go along with it. And because the power is in you. You represent Christ. And so he would bring that woman to you. Your wife would come to you. And all those women who hate men, you'd be able to just look at them as though they're crazy and get rid of them. But there are women out there looking for real men. They can't help it. But the problem is, men are women, and so it's pitiful. You must be born again. You got to be responsible. You must keep your word. You must keep your word. Men must keep their word. Wait until you get married before sex. You ain't got to have it. You're just mad. The only reason you have sex before marriage is because you hate women. That's all it's about. And hating them, you're trying to make yourself feel better. It has nothing to do with love. Nothing at all. So get over your anger. Forgive so that you can learn how to love. Uh, oh, you can call in. The number is there now. 800-411-2663. 1-800-411-BOND. B-O-N-D. Uh, you can email church at bondinfo.org. Church at bondinfo.org. And put your name in town, name in town. Uh, if you have questions, I'll stop here. But let me just say this. Embrace my heart to see how weak men are becoming and the fear that they have in being men. They won't even defend themselves. They'll let the women say whatever they want and they won't say, no, that's wrong. You're wrong about that or this or that. They're afraid of that spirit or something and they will not defend themselves. And then I see little children being raised in that same manner. I'm like, wow, this thing is over. These kids, they they don't want to work hard. They don't want to listen they are spoiled. They give their kids everything. And I'm thinking, what do they think going to happen to these kids once they become a certain age? A man would not do that if he was a real man. He would stop it. If my grandmother had done something, even though she did spoil me in a certain way because she felt a little sorry for me, I think. If my grandmother had spoiled me, my grandfather would have been, would have been all over her if she had not allowed me to work or made me work, made me do what I needed to do. I thank God for her now. There were days when I wanted to go to school and they wanted me to go pick cotton or tomatoes or whatever we had to do at a certain time of year. I'm glad they made me do that now, even though I wanted to go to school because I developed the, 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 the character of hard work, taking care of myself. I'd rather be able to take care of myself than to have 50 degrees and can't do anything with them. <laughs> I'd rather be, I mean, I'd go out and get any kind of, I've told this guy on the show, you could go out and cut lawn. I'm like, what kind of work I'm going to do? Cut grass, pick up trash, 
do something. There's all kind of little things that people need help with and be glad to pay you. And a real man would know what to do. We got to become, we got to wake up, man. Women hate you when you're weak. Women hate weak men. And it's time to wake up. I saw this hand. Yes, sir. Yeah, you're, you're right about um, character is the ultimate determiner of success. It is. Uh, there's this one uh, Navy guy who graduated the bottom third of his class. And um, with common sense and character, self-introspection, he used that a lot. Yes. He talks about it. He, um, and admitting to his own faults and weaknesses and, you know, the way he would baby people or the way That's he would right. give cower into uh, uh, higher, higher, up, higher commanders. Well, when he saw that and then he started to change because of what he saw about himself, he wound up having what he calls the best damn ship in the Navy. Yeah. And, and it was acknowledged throughout the Navy that, that his was the ship. Innovation was blossoming. All his um, underlings were, were picking up on his attitude and were just making things happen. Yeah. And um, People don't realize that. You, guys, you just don't realize the power and character the, and the nature of doing or being right. You just don't know what you're missing by staying on the other side. You really don't know what you're missing. And words can hardly describe what you're missing. But when you are operating from that within, it builds a great environment around you. It really does. It inspires others. And it shows you that the people with all these degrees, they really have nothing. Because that's not, that's an okay education. You know, it's nice to know how to, I'm not saying you shouldn't be educated, right? It's nice to know how to, um, whatever it is you do. But if you don't have that character to go with it, you're not going to even be your best at whatever else that you do. Let's say you build housing. If you don't have the character, the nature of God working on your behalf, you're not going to build the greatest house. You're not going to see how to really design it in a way that will inspire and encourage. There's something else about character. Booker T. Washington talked about it all the time. You know, and he was born in slave. He could have been hating folk. But he said, no, that's a waste of time. I love what's right. And, be, and as a result, he became great. And he inspired others to become the same way. Most people suffer because they're broken in character. They have no character, especially men. And I, I'm more disgusted at men than I am women because it is expected, more is expected from men because of who you are, your role in life. And so, you know, just, it's disgusting to see a weak man. And I realize that men have been destroyed from day one. I understand that. From the age of one to three, you, miss, you, you were set up to fail. But, thank God for Jesus, you can overcome it. You're not stuck. And women are not stuck. But there is something else about character. It's, it's a magic to it. Is there's a light unto your feet. Did I cut you off? You were done? It's a light unto your feet. It guides you in every area of your life. And you got to overcome anger, though. I have no anger inside of me. And I had anger growing up. But I have no anger inside of me at all. I really don't. Just none. Absolutely none. And I can disagree I yelled at Fabian today, the other day in the, in the thing. I knew he was going to trip, and it was funny. But I felt nothing about it. Like, what, what are you? Don't do that. 
And then he's done, you know, nervous. And I was like smiling. But I have no anger on the inside. None. I don't feel what anything. And I know what it is to be emotional, doubtful, angry, insecure. And he took it all away from me because I forgave my parents. I stopped hating myself. I didn't let anyone tell me, oh, you're just blaming somebody else. My parents were at fault. They were not good parents. They did the best that they could do, but they were at fault. So I blamed them. I was blaming them and hating them. And so I had to see where the problem came from. And I realized that, yes, they're wrong, but I'm wrong for hating them. And I forgave them and my life changed. You got to go back and look at it. You got to blame mom and daddy. That's, they are our first example. They, they, suppo- they are supposed to be our heaven on earth, but most of them are our hell on earth. Most par- parents are no darn good. If I was outside, I'd use another word. And that's just a reality. They're, they're angry, they're out of control, and they screw their, life, their children's lives up. And, but you can get over it, though. And I'm a living witness to that. You can get over it. Yes, sir. Uh, you talk a lot about men being weak, and you're absolutely right. It's true. Now, when weak men get married, they bring the hell out in a woman. And it is absolutely impossible as a weak man to have a good marriage. It is impossible. Because, I mean, you literally bring the hell out of the woman. Yeah. In other words, he caused her to be the way she don't want to be. It would be like it would be like meeting Jesus for the first time and discovering that he's weak. Because you think like, wow, I can't wait to meet this guy, right? I've heard <laughs> I've heard these good things about him, things about him. He's a tough guy. And they said if you believe in this guy, then you could be that way too. You can conquer, you can overcome, you can do whatever, right? Jesus keep his word. So you can trust the word of Jesus. Then you meet this guy, he's nothing like that. Don't you want to hurt him? That's what it is when a woman meets a man. She look at this guy, he think, and she's across the room, and she, oh, that looks like a handsome, strong guy. Can't wait to get his number. And she go and meet the guy, and he put on a fake act that night, you know, at the club, at the old man. And then after she talked to him on the phone a couple of times, she realized this is not the real man. She started hating him right away because he's put on a front. Men got to be strong, and strength is nothing you can feel, taste, and touch. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of living. It's a, 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 it's, a, it's a life without anger. It's a life with no anger, with no resentment, with no ego, with no control. You're not in control of it. It just happens. You keep your word. Teach your kids that if they borrow money, Make sure, if they don't, don't say, well, when I get a truckload of mine, I'm going to pay it back. You tell them, no, you pay it back now, even if you have to pay a dollar at a time. And that's going to develop their character. And when they grow up and become men and women, God's going to take care of them because they've kept their word. The truth works. You can't be a liar and think the truth is going to work for you. You can't pretend and think that the truth is going to work for you. You can't refuse to endure and think that the truth is going to work for you. And don't tell me that you can't pay back or you can't keep your word because there are ways to do everything. There's a way, you know, you can't pay back the $800. A dollar a month is better than nothing. If you can't um, 
If you're not going to do the job that you promised the boss you're going to do, don't take the job. You don't have to take the job. Let your character be more important because that's the life of God inside of you. The other life is the life of the devil, the deceitful one. And that's a life that leads to destruction. It keeps you suffering and doubting and worrying and never getting anywhere in life. And think of your fellow man. It's not about you. Think of your fellow man. Christ thought of us. God thought of us. That's why he, he made it possible so we can overcome. Just think to yourself, I wouldn't want to give I wouldn't want someone to give me a promise and they don't keep it. But people don't think that way. They start making up excuses in their head. Well, I can't do it. I can't afford it. I, they would do the same thing. They make up lies to stay in denial. How can God help you if you're not willing to be honest? You should know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Does anybody disagree with this? I'm telling you, I know what it's like to live the other way. This way is better. Let me take Kent first then. Yes, sir. Um, I think, you know, about building character, I don't think it's a discussion I hear often. No. Um, you know, one of the problems with building character, you referenced it earlier in terms of why people don't build characters, mostly they're trying to satisfy the world. And the problem with that is that you don't really keep your eye on the ball. Yeah. You're trying to satisfy other people. Yeah. You're not doing things for the right reasons. So most of the people, you know, are of the world, and they're satisfying the world. And so therefore, there's no inner direction about building character. We're getting so, you know, a lot of sort of the normal people are getting so much feedback from society and trying to get into their head yes, sir. that they get taken off the path really quickly. And if you if you were you know, grew up with parents and you have resentment and all that stuff's gonna get inside of you and you're you're not gonna have character and you're gonna get off the path and that's right. And you made me think of a question that I'm gonna ask in a minute here about character. Don't let me forget this question. Yes ma'am. The good point. The the focus is not a, even though in the Bible the focus is on character. That's what the focus is all about. It is not about hard work. Even though, yeah, it's about hard work. It is not about all the stuff you want. Even though the stuff will come. Character is the first thing, and there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. There's a reason Christ was honest with himself and others. There's a reason Christ sought God. He would go and pull away from the crowd and seek his Father's will. There's a reason for it, folks. It's not some little, okay, I don't have nothing to do, so I'll throw character out there. Yes, yeah, sir. And I also notice, like, just in my own life, you know, as I make decisions and there's, there is that character that I have, and I, I notice that it, it gets easier to just want to do the right thing. Yes. And you get stronger. It's, it's not the strength of, like, a weightlifter, but it, there's something different in the quality of it. And it's harder for your mind and the devil to deceive you about what the right decisions are. One thing about it, developing the character, you become conscious. Really, you become like one mindset with God. It's interesting how that is too. And your mind is just set on that. It really is. It, you grow into it. It's like you're developing into it. If it becomes your primary. It really is it's strange. For the lack of better words, it's strange. But 
Let me take this young lady first, then I come to you. Yes, ma'am. You know, uh, in my days, some time ago, we didn't look at character. It was character. Yeah. It was character, but we, we were taught character. We was taught our word is your bond. That's right. And to me, I still look at my words, my bond, and I look at people, Christian people, whatever kind of people. They will lie, and knowing they lie, <laughs> I cannot do that. If I'm, promise, if I'm going to promise you something, I'm going to do it, because this is my character. That's right. It. You're right. Any use of the word, you got to have character. <laughs> yeah. They say, you better not lie. <laughs> you better not steal. You better not cheat. Keep your word. That's right. You know, and then you just, they, they taught you that, so you naturally did it. And it, you develop that from doing those kind of things. There's nothing like, there's nothing like keeping your word. Mm -hmm. I, I'm telling you. I'd say the same thing. There is nothing. It's like having good credit. Yes. And that's what <laughs> they look at. In that's the right. Days. Yeah. Shake hands and that. That's out. right. Keeping your word. Can you imagine that? If I told Ed I'm going to do something. Mm hmm and he knew I was a man of my word. He, don't, he doesn't have to think about it. He doesn't have to wonder if I'm going to do it, if I'm going right. to show up. He just know I'm going to be there. Right. And just imagine what he's going to tell somebody else about me. Mm -hmm. You can rely on Jesse. That's like good credit. That's right. So if I had to go to the bank, to the white man and get some money, <laughs> <laughs> the white man going to say, you know what, Ed told me about you. Or is there anyone that can vouch for you? And then I'll just put Ed's name down here. Call Ed. Now Ed doesn't have to lie for me. But you have liars lying for liars nowadays <laughs> on the credit thing. Oh, yeah, they got good credit. They won't even pay you back. But, but just think about that for a minute. This man can vouch for me. And he's, he doesn't have to lie for me. He just, he knows. And he can rely on me. Just imagine being married. And a woman is married to a man that she can rely on. You know, she knows that he's not going to cheat on her. She knows that he's going to provide. She knows that he's going to correct the family when they're wrong. He knows, she knows that he's just going to be there. So when that woman, even when she tries to give him hell, she knows that it's not going to work. She's like, you know what, I'm just going to get hell today just to be giving it. Because my husband's not going to fall for it. She can rely on her husband. Then she can overcome her hell. Because she knows that this man is like a solid foundation He's not going to get angry at her and take it out on her because she's out of control. He's going to say, woman, sit down, shut up, and I'll be back. You know, and she's going to sit there and get over it. But if he's going to get mad, now she's afraid to get mad. Or she's got to raise her anger a little bit higher than his. He is because they're going to be fighting. He's not going to pay the bills. He's going to be cheating. Who want to be married to somebody like that? Or they're riding around on a Sunday afternoon, and he's checking out, checking out other women. He's driving a car like this. <laughs> a woman doesn't want a man like that. That doesn't make sense to be that way. If you're not through with your head rotating, don't get married. <laughs> Wait till you're ready to get over the rotation of the head. <laughs> if you're not ready to make that commitment, don't date. You know, just play around. It be what you really are. But if you're ready to be a man and you're ready to make that commitment, you need to get it right. 
Because your children need you, your wife needs you, and the world needs you. When the light of the man goes out, it's dark in the world. It absolutely is. It's dark in the world. Yes, ma'am. I was just going to say, despite people not having character, no one requires character from anyone else. And it's always frustrating to me. Someone, I'll be sitting in a conversation, and someone will go, you know, that guy, he lies and he cheats on his wife, but, you know, he's still a really good person. Uh-huh. You know? They, have, they yeah, can't right. say, no, he's just a bad person because yeah. they're so afraid of actually calling someone else a bad person. I'm like, well, how is he good? Oh, you know, he's really fun. And like, no, 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 no. Like, at the base of it, the core of him is bad. That's how do you right. trust that person, you know? That's right. And they always feel the need to call him a good person no matter how bad him, he or her is. They, they, they back it up. You know, I, I hate it. It just drives me crazy. That is so true. They said, don't judge. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, JoJo cheat on his wife all the time. <laughs> and then if you say, oh, that's a no good, weak, pathetic man, don't judge. He really is a yeah, nice person. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, JoJo cheats on his wife, but he really is a nice person. Yeah. That's the world way of doing it. And the world is feminine. And it influences good in the wrong way when you allow it to happen. That's the worldly way. That's the wrong way. Either you're good or you're not. There is no gray area. How are you going to be a cheater and a liar, but yet you're a good person? That, that good person will steal from you when your back is turned. Oh, they are so nice, though. They're really not a bad person. Even Christians are saying, don't judge now. That's a, who are you to judge? God judges us all the time. He wants righteous people. He wants honest people. He wants fair people. He wants people thinking of others. He wants people who have laid down their ego. I saw a hand somewhere. Yes, sir. Um, what she said about a person's uh, social character is the same thing in business. I hear, I hear it all the time. So-and-so's uh, not good to do business with, but they're a nice guy. Yeah. And I, I always say, no, 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 you can't have... Two th- you things can't have both. Or so-and-so is a weak boss, but he's a nice man. What the heck <laughs> is that? Um, you hear that one all the time. What they're saying is this boss is... Uh, Manipulated, is, is, yeah, weak, and, and a liar. Weak. When they say nice, he's weak. He's weak. He That's what it is. Kisses up to the boss. His boss, it's terrible. And, yeah. but you, and then when, once you start being... Once you start accepting that, you start losing the ability to measure what a person's character really is because right. you confuse yourself with your own baloney. That's right. And it's unfortunate. So you start doing in the banking system, everybody has FICO scores. Nobody anymore can look at the measure of a person's character. I know. They it, you used to be able to go to a banker scores. and say, look, I messed up my life. I'm doing the following. Uh, you know me. You've lived next to me 20 years. Now it's your FICO score is three points below where we need it to be. That's just too bad. That's such a powerful point. But it's all measured, but it's not measured. You could be a murderer as long as you have, have a, a 700 credit score. <laughs> 750 now, I think, is the best, right? 800. I went and uh, I had to use my credit last week, and they told me I had 800. I was like, yes! But it had nothing to do with me shaking the hand saying that I'll keep... I'm sorry? Stop bragging. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, apparently my my apparently my my character is not working, so my score is better. <laughs> but you could be a murderer as long as you have an eight hundred score. They don't they don't care about your character. That should be the most important thing. 
I want to ask, how do you develop? How many of you have character here today? You're not sure? You think you do? Now everybody getting nervous, huh? I saw a few hands do this. And so the rest of you don't have character, right? The ones that didn't raise their hand, you don't have character. Look at Ed just kind of throw his hand up. <laughs> so, am I moved to my, oh, 800, if you want to call in, 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. It's a call in number right now if you like. And you can email church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org. You didn't raise your hand. You don't have character. You're not a woman of character. I think I'd call it something else. What would you call it? I think I'd call it something else. <laughs> Patience and understanding. You have that? Okay, but you don't have character. Well... Isn't that the same thing? So you don't really know what it is. Well, I think that we should um, strive for the um, spiritual nature of God. We should, right. And are you doing that? Are you doing that? You are... Okay, somebody. And starting with patience and understanding. Starting with that. And doing good, helping others. And so you are a patient person? You don't have anger? I'm striving. Oh, you're striving for it? A lot better. Do you have anger? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you overcome the anger? Why not let it go? Well, it doesn't happen. Uh, you know, when you're just starting to look at it when you're 80 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Better late than never. Yeah, right. I'm telling you. And somebody over, uh, somebody here, raise your hand. And they do have character. Who raised no, their I hand did. over here? I did. You did. Character. You have character. Sure. You have. You have it too. I know what it is too. Let me ask one more lady that don't have it. Ronnie, you don't have it. No. Oh, and, and why not? What is it? What is character? I think it's what you do when no one's around. <laughs> things you do, you know, when no one's looking. When no one can see you doing it. When no one's looking, right? And, and so it's like hiding a light on a on a bush on a tree. It's like what? Hiding a light under a tree. Yes. So no one can see your light. Well, I think yeah, you need to bring it out, but so I'm striving, I'd say. But after all these years, why is it hard for you to develop it? This the world keeps pulling me back, and I keep going for it. I'm sorry? The world keeps pulling me back in, and I keep going for it. That's, a good, uh, that's an honest answer. Why do you allow the world to keep pulling you back into it? Uh, I trust it more. Oh, okay. And why? It, it doesn't work, right? After all these years, you know that it doesn't work. Right. Right? Why do you still have faith in the world? I'm losing it slowly. I'm why do you still have faith in it, though? I don't know. Yeah. See, you need to know those things. This is why God wants you to know yourself. Because, so that these questions can be answered for you. I would ask, you know, why do I still have faith in the world? Right. I know it doesn't work, work, but yet I have faith in it. Why do I have it? So that that answer can come. I think I'm asking that question now. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, what does it feel like not to have, not to be a person of character? Feels like you're up and down. You know, sometimes you exactly. have, it, sometimes you don't. You're inconsistent. That is so amazing. That's so true. Uh, and you say you have character, right? I think I have character. How do you develop character? I think, uh, for me, I would say it's because I, from being here, I spent a lot of time figuring out who I was. Yeah. In, in understanding me, so I wasn't as, I'm not as, I'm not as reactive to the, the people around me and what they think of me. You, I, you know, I guess. Doesn't that feel good to the other? It, it is, and it's like it's the kind of thing is that I think people know from me. You're going to get the same me all the time like yeah. it's just kind of who I am and I don't particularly care whether you like me or not I remember when I was I did this whole training thing at work and at the end you do it with a peer group and they evaluate you and the people who were giving me evaluation said that 60% of people really like me and like 40% didn't really care for me and they, they thought that I should be upset and I was like that sounds about right. Everyone's not gonna like me. I can't. I can't. I can't change that. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with that. And they were like dumbfounded. I was like, well, not everyone's gonna like you. It's a, it's a beautiful. You know, because right. I've also seen my friends who really care about being liked and how miserable That's right. they are. Oh, it's 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 painful how miserable they are yeah. trying to make everyone like them because it's just like it's it's a futile attempt to even to try something like that. And, I think I've always, not always, I've be grown more and more comfortable with me, but I also know my my strengths and my weaknesses. I'm not saying yes, I'm perfect. that's right. But you're going to get an honest response from me when you ask me a question. And I'm not saying it to be mean or be hurtful. I'm trying to, trying to help you out because you asked me a question. I don't think it's right to give you the wrong answer to make myself feel good about right. the answer I gave you. I'm really happy to hear that you as a woman don't care about being light. Because women, most, not all but most, not all, but women have a major issue with being light. They want the whole world to love them. And they spend a lifetime trying to get the world to love them. And they're, they're, they're the miserable. moment that baby pop out of the womb, the first thing they start doing is trying to get that baby to like them more than the baby like daddy. And they, they screw up the lives of the children. They work hard, they do everything they can, all about getting someone to like them. And it's really bad for, for women. With men, they only want the woman they're having sex with to like them. They don't care about anybody else. If they want some, you know, want to have sex, then they want you to like them. But other than that, they don't really, really care. But women got it bad. And to be a woman and to overcome that, you are on your way. Well, I think it's also because, and I think this is always a blessing in my life, I didn't date when I was young. Yeah. I mean, I'm not old. I'm 25. But when I was a teenager, I didn't date until I got into college. Yeah. And so I never had the opportunity to get distracted. Yeah. I guess all that kind of stuff. So I only had me. <laughs> so I didn't really have a choice but to figure out, you know, who it was I was because it was just me around most of the time. You know, I'm, I'm also I'm also a very um, independent person. So I'm not I don't. I'm not someone who surrounds myself with a lot of people all the time. But when you hear your mother say that she is worldly. And don't have character. After all these 20 years I've been on. <laughs> what goes in your mind when you hear her say that? Uh, honestly, it kind of upsets me. It, it, well, it irritates me, put it that way. And why? Because I obviously haven't forgiven my, my parents completely. I know mm. that for a fact. But she will never... She's... um. 
she judges herself far too hard. Personally. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. She never gives herself any credit for anything at all. And she deserves a lot of it. But she would never, ever allow herself to think that I did something right or well. And she... And she and, and then maybe this is something I learned. I don't know if something I learned is an opposite, but she compares herself to everyone else in the world. Yeah. And I don't. No, I used to not anymore. Um, but she. I you to talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if I did. Then myself. And deny everything along the way. I don't know if that was a reaction of, of her, but she, as even as we were kids, she measured us, our family, herself, her kids against other people. Yeah. And like I know, like my sister has a big thing about this because. When people will compliment, like if she, someone sees my, my mom and Mecca's not there, Wayne's not there, and they go, oh, we love your daughter, she's so great, she can't go thank you. She goes, oh, and she says something negative. That is so true. I don't know, Mecca, Mecca has this issue with you and that kind of stuff. Like she doesn't, she can't go, oh, thank you, I know, isn't she great? Yeah. She gets to kind of deprecate, self-deprecate her. She would say something like, oh, thank you, but... They don't listen. Yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. Or, uh, I might need to slow down a little bit. She'll just say thank you and walk away with grace and appreciate it. Right. That she, is so because true about past, her. That's not true anymore. Well, I mean, it's not. I don't know, but that's not. It's true. not. It's we did not. not ask you to speak right now. It's not true. <laughs> I have to defend myself. Denied everything along the way. Well, let, let, it, let it soak in a little bit before you deny it right away. We'll give you a chance to speak, but don't mm-hmm. don't speak so fast. Feel the pain. She's been sweating. Isn't that painful? Okay, but then don't deny it right away. Let her finish talking about you. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. It's hard. This is endurance. <laughs> you got to sit through this, feel it, and then when you feel pain from it, that's because it's true. And if she says something that you don't feel pain about, then you're on the right. You're okay. So... Shut up. Anybody out here say that right now? <laughs> you already told her you were early. So, go ahead. I'm sorry. But you write about her. Yeah. And that's, and that's all. That's, that's the thing I haven't, that I judge her for. Because it frustrates me that she doesn't realize her own, so her own worth, I guess. Yeah. And so I haven't found a way to, for, to forgive her for not, for her not really loving herself. Well, let me tell you how. When you feel that frustration, that's your ego judging her. Right. Just feel it and let it pass. That's how you get over it. Don't, don't, you know, you can see, wow, I'm resenting her for that. But feel it, endure, so you can just get over that spirit. Because she's done the best that she can do. She has issues that she hasn't worked out yet. And uh, it's not personal. No, and so yeah. you, if you just feel it, when it comes up inside of you, you'll get past that too. Yeah, I guess because you... I, don't, I guess, like, yeah, it's just because you want, I wish you could see what other people see. Right. And, and it's my mother, so I'm always like, oh, yeah. mom, I wish she just, yeah, you know. And, yeah. You still shouldn't resent her for it, though. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, so let the pain pass. You do want what's best for her. Be honest with her about it, but don't respond to resentment toward her about it. Let the resentment pass so you can go free. All right? But you're absolutely She's very, she has a, a greater judgment upon herself than anybody, anybody. else around her. Then her husband, her kids, or enemy, she judges herself. No, it's, and it's obvious, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. She, she doesn't, and she's good at some things that she does, real good at it. I've known running like a sister. But she judges herself. She won't, that her mind is working overtime to prevent her from seeing 
that life is changing. Yeah. That she is getting better. That she's done the best she can for her children. And it's okay to let go and live. Mm-hmm. Her mind won't let her go free like that. No, she's, she's trapped. If something's got her pulling her back every single time she even starts to, to want to admit that she's really good at things. Or yeah. that she has talents. Yeah. Or, we've been talking. I said, oh, honey, you're really doing well. Yeah, I guess, but I know I got... Oh, they just... Just say yes and go home. <laughs> I agree. Okay, defend, come on, go into the now. Okay. No, tell them what. <laughs> no, you were cutting in. Now you don't want to say anything. Good. You took the pain? There was no pain. What did we say that's not true? Um, I think all that was true. I don't think I'm at that point. Why do you have such a judgment on yourself? I don't what, think I do it. I don't think I do it now. I don't think I do now. You think I do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay, I'll give you an example. Um, she always talks about, like, I think that she she thinks that my dad is more talented than she is in what he does. And he's very good at, what he does well, he does very well. Yes. But the man has his fault, let's be all honest about this. <laughs> but he's very good at, at what he does, you know. No. But she will never, <laughs> but she, like, so she, instead of going out and trying to do anything on her own, she will talk about wanting to do it, talk herself out of it, because she'll never be as good as my father is at with that thing. Amen. It doesn't matter what that thing is. Amen. You know? And he relaxes me a lot. But she lets him say one negative thing, and she's done. She's defeated, and the game is up. Amen. You know? She's a wonderful baker. Wonderful baker. She... She goes, well, you know, your dad should start a cookie company and sell us cookies. Why don't you make the cookies and sell them? You know how to make them as well as he does. <laughs> no, 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 whatever he does is just so much better than what I do, so I shouldn't do that. And I'm like, hey. I didn't make any sense. <laughs> Why is she sitting in prayer if she's doing that? <laughs> <laughs> she could have gone off and started some baking empire, but yes, she man. has talked herself out of it. Automatically. Um, amen, amen. Can't you see her sitting in prayer doing that too? Mm-hmm. She's doing it right. But the devil said, you know what? You're sitting there waiting your time. Yeah, I'm waiting my time. I know, I'm waiting my time. I'm going to try it anyway. <laughs> that is so running. Yeah, it's, it's, you're all the way running. I can't hear you now. I don't think that's me all the way, but yeah, that is me too. That's not me all the way, but yeah. Either it is or not. No, I'm better. I'm better, but it is. I'm better. It has, has been me a lot, but I'm better now. I see it more. I've looked at it. I but God wants you well. He wants you completed. He wants you whole. And I think if you were better, you would have gone and done the cookie company. That's right. Because that's the one thing you could do, and you don't need him to do anything. Like, Thanks. you have every talent and ability to go start your own thing and do really well at it. But you would let him talk you out of it. Because my dad also needs, my dad needs a lot of support around him to make him feel good and, you know. <laughs> he's also well, a right control freak, I mean, he, he has the right in my Kool-Aid, too. But, yeah, but you are, <laughs> let him control you for him to be a control freak. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, it's it's just a thing that when she never feels secure with what, what, what they're doing, what the, what he has going on, because she doesn't get a say in that kind of yeah. stuff, she could have gone off and done her own thing and, you know, but she, she'll let him talk her out of it. He can just say a couple words. Like, I don't like that. And then the whole thing's over. Like, you know, she, she needs anything she can find to, to not do something that she could be successful at. I think That's she's amazing. Attacking. That is that true, Rhonda? Ooh, it hurt, huh? Oh. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. 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 Y
doesn't hurt at all. It doesn't hurt at all. Is it true? Mm. Uh, I would say some of it is true, but... Um, what part is not true? Either you're doing it or you're not doing it. Well, you can't be somewhat in heaven and somewhat out of it. I just feel, you know, there's sometimes more to it than that. I feel kind of trapped with him, you know, I'm trying to help him, but... Because you I have this thing upon yourself, that's why you're trapped. He doesn't have you trapped, you have yourself trapped. Could be. But you want to blame him for the entrapment. You need to go on Oprah and get that kind of support. Okay. I need to do what? Go on Oprah's show. (laughs) And she'll support you in that one. But your husband does not have not entrapped you. You have done it to yourself. I agree. And you keep it that way by not overcoming your anger, being honest with yourself, and moving forward. So what is my anger about? So I like to toward your own suffering now. But you you got to forgive yourself. Let the past go and live your life today. And go and take some risk. you got to develop a strong demeanor. That's how you say it, Pat? Demeanor? Okay. And your demeanor is weak. And people with anger... I can look at this room right now and see angry people. Because they're not... Can you tell a, a, a person who is weak in nature when you see him? Or her? Who cannot tell when you see it? Um, can you look around the room and see it? No? Anybody <laughs> see it here? You can see it. Because anger creates that type of identity within you. There's nothing strong about being angry. It's the nature of the devil. It's the nature of the evil one. It is not the nature of God. And so it shows itself in your personality. And you can't hide it. Even a person who acts tough is still weak in nature. He has a weak demeanor. Because he's of his father, the devil. It's not the nature of God. There's no light in it. No security. Isn't that amazing? Yes. You can just tell. The person has not been born again. They're of the, their father, the devil. That's what that's all about. That's why you can't hide it. Because it's the wrong nature inside of you. Yes, sir. You've got to forgive. You've got to overcome that anger. And then you're going to come into the natural order. That straight and narrow path. That easy road. Many challenges, but it's easy. And you just relax and go for the ride. You just relax. I saw it. Yes, ma'am. Something um, Kenya said that um, made me like sad about Paul because I do the same thing with Paul. Somebody give him a compliment and like you're a very nice man. Like I say sometimes. Wow. And why do you say that? I think because I don't want Paul to think like he can get away with stuff at home and everybody think he's like good. That's why. But you're going to destroy him by doing that to him. Yeah, I know that. You could discipline him at home. You can teach him the right way. But when somebody says you, I mean, if you're doing a good job at home and it's, his little light is shining outside of the home, that's the evidence that you're doing a good job at home. You should want that. That's supposed to show. These bad kids run around here crazy. You don't see the folks apologizing for that. They let their kids run all over the store, pull down everything. And if you tell, why don't you tell your kids to stop? They want to curse you out. So you feel bad about it now? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought it out. No, you have to 
you should be grateful that the people can, the world can see the good that you're doing with your son. And then he would be grateful that his parents appreciate that. But if you chop it down every time someone says something nice about him, he's going to do what she's done, resent you for it. That makes sense? Yeah. No, that's the wrong way to do it. Now, if your child is bad and the folks are lying, that's a different story. <laughs> but I can see Paul developing. I tell Pat all the time that you and your wife are doing a great job on Paul. He's maturing very well. He really is. And I, it's so nice and sweet to see that in him. And, you know, so you should be grateful that he's an example of what's going on at home. Not chop it down. The devil got you thinking, oh, don't let him get away with that and stuff like that. Because the devil want, the devil doesn't like what you're doing at home with him. So the devil tried to bring something in there to make him angry and destroy that light that's in him. That's what's that. And he's feeding your mind with it. Do you feel that way when people compliment you too? It, it's hard for you to say, oh, thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's where it's coming from. And your, your lack of uh, love for yourself. And uh, so it's more about that than it is about, you know, not wanting Paul to be spoiled. You can't even believe it about yourself. I think you're a good mother and a good wife. When Pat died, I'll marry you. <laughs> <laughs> You already know the man gonna die first anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I personally think you're doing a great job, and, and you've overcome a lot of your issues. You, were, you know, you had a lot of issues at the beginning of the marriage, and I witness you overcoming that, and I, and I think that's why Paul is doing so much better too. So I would be like having a big smile. They say, you know, you're a nice little kid. Thank you. You know, and, and thank God that it is that way because it could be the other way. It really could be the other way. More kids are, are being destroyed now in the home than, than those who have been saved in the home. It's out of control. Yes. Absolutely out of control. So you need to stop judging yourself. What do you still judge yourself about? I don't know. I, don't know. I can't think now. Because that's why the devil plays on your mind with that. He can lie to you like that. Because you still have this, you see yourself in the wrong manner. So your mind is open for suggestions from the devil. And, but he'll use it in another way, any kind of way to destroy your son or you or your husband or whatever. So you need to stay with the prayer so you can continue to overcome this judgment of self. Alright? Okay. But you're doing a great job, Paul. You really are. I, I tell Pat that all the time. When I'm on the phone with him, I can have a conversation with him. And when he's done, he just hangs up. Okay, God damn it, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> he called me up and invited me to come listen to him play piano. This yesterday, I said I can't make it. I gotta go to my other guy's name, Jeremiah's basketball game. I said, but I could come next Saturday. And he finally said, okay, yeah, okay, bye. And he was just gone. I'm like. How come kids don't want to take time and end the conversation? When they're done, it is done. <laughs> and if you're an adult when you finish the conversation, you hang up, hang up, hang up on a person like that, they're oh, mad at you. Yeah, you yeah, got hell on your head. They get hung up on you. They didn't even say anything. Yeah, they just, they're mad. Yes, ma'am. You had your hand a year ago. I appreciate your patience. 
Um, how do you know when you're still judging yourself or what the anger is about? When you think that you have, you know, forgiven mom and dad, your brother, sister, whoever, yeah. and, and there's still, you know, something. How do you know that Very you're still judging question. yourself and there's still some anger? Million dollar salvation question. Uh, you say you have character, right? Yeah. You do. Can you answer that for her? Um, it's, it's hard to answer. And why? Uh, because I don't know her. I don't know her issues. And no, she said, how do you know when you don't have that anger or resentment for your parents or anyone else inside of you? How do you know when you don't have it? Do you have anger? Uh, I did. Do you have it now? I think I've forgiven my dad. You're not sure? Well, I think I have. You're not sure? Well, no one's sure. I mean, he's dead. I can't talk to him about, did this, you know, I can't talk to him now. I oh, talk I see. to him in my dreams, and I sometimes, I think I have. I, uh, th I don't have that anger that I had before. When I, when I looked at a picture of him, I felt sad for him. The life he had, I think I realized that he was the way he was because he had a terrible childhood. Yeah. I mean, he could have ended up a murderer. Yeah. And so he, he was much, 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 much better than his father. Um, did so you forgive your mother too? That. What? Did you forgive your mother too? Yeah, she, she wasn't a problem. Your mother was a sweet angel. She was a good lady. Sent yeah. by God. What? She was sent by God. Your mother was so no, good. No, no, but she was, compared to him, she, she was brighter. She, I could talk to her. Uh, I could work out things with her. I didn't have the I didn't have the problems with her. Oh, I see. You were closer to your mother than your oh, father. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. He was. He was. He was a. He he had a lot of problems, and I understand now why well, he was the way he was. Yeah. I think I have forgiven him. Can you answer that question for her? Um, I know you kind of run around business, so you're not really paying. She want to know how do you know when you don't have that anger or resentment for your parents or yourself or others, how do you know when you don't have it? When you deal with that thing that bothers you most and it just happens and then about 20 minutes later you think, wow, that was totally not me. That was, I didn't get mad, I didn't even notice my mad, it just happened. I, I think that's what it is. And let me ask the Holy One to add to that. <laughs> Anybody know who the Holy One is? Who? Say. As soon as I mentioned the Holy One, he started rocking. <laughs> do you want to answer that for her, uh, Faith? How do you know when you don't have that anger or that resentment for your parents or yourself or anyone? No, actually, the question is, how do you know when um, that you're still judging yourself or that oh. there is still some anger there? Oh, that's. Well, you know you're judging yourself, okay? Good question still. Did you want to add to that? Now, now you know, how do you know when you're still judging yourself or you have any voice? I think when you have, like, depression, you have that, you know, that hatred of some of the things you see yourself doing, I think that's how you, you would know. Okay. Yes, sir, you want to add? You want to... Yeah, I agree that the depression goes away and your life gets light. You're able to deal with other similar people or similar situations in, in a patient way. And um, the um, judging yourself, well, then when you see your faults and your, you know, things when you mess up, you just see them and it passes. And then you get better from that. It doesn't keep on repeating itself. 
when you're not fighting seeing the weakness. You just acknowledge it, and it goes away. And you and there's all you know there's always things to see. And it doesn't. It's not a weight anymore. Like my life, I I, I you know for the longest time I hated seeing it, and it just stayed there, stayed there, and it was like a weight on my everything. You know, but it's not like that anymore. What did you see about yourself that you hated seeing? Just my weakness. My, you know, my cowardice. My, um, I hated that I, that I, that I had fooled myself so badly that I was, I thought I was something that I wasn't, and rather than just seeing it and let it pass, I, I took it so hard. You know. Um, just to add to what they said, because they're all writing what they said. When you can see yourself and not resent at all what you see about yourself, then you will know you're not judging yourself. When you can see that you're weak or you're not an honest person or you, whatever it is about yourself, when you can just see that, ins- that nature inside of you and don't be angry about it, don't try to resolve it, then you know you're free. Even if the devil whispers to you about it and reminds you of something that people said about you to make, that makes you judge yourself. Because a lot of times the reason we feel that way about ourselves, we've been so dogged out growing up, people, you know, parents or Somebody said such negative things about us growing up that we started to resent that about, you know, resent hearing that. So we start to believe it about ourselves. And so we judge ourselves based on that. But when you can see it for yourself and don't resent what you see, then you, you're not judging yourself anymore. And then it'll get to a point you start seeing your weakness and don't feel anything about it. You just see it and it works itself out. It's when you can face yourself without resenting yourself. That's when you're free. And that's when you shall know. I know I don't judge myself anymore. Because I don't feel anything about seeing the weakness of myself. And, and he allows me to see myself. And, and it's kind of amusing to see, you know, it's interesting. But before I would hate seeing that about myself. I, I wanted to see myself in a different light. But when you could face that you're no darn good, and you really are messed up, then you shall be free. And that's the hardest thing in the world for most people to do, is to really see what they are really like, see their real personality, and not hate what they see about themselves. And, and when I say hate it, hate it can be denying it, or blaming it, or trying to escape it. That's a sign of hating, seeing what you really are. But when you can just see it, and don't do anything about it, or feel anything about it, you'll be fine. Even if that pain of judgment does, you know, if it comes up, allow yourself to feel it. It's a spirit, and God would take care of it. He would take it away from you. If you could just watch it, then you shall be free. Like Stephanie saw that she was doing the same thing to Paul. I saw that she felt sad about it because she knows now that it's wrong. She's over it now. She didn't deny it. She didn't get mad about it. There was a sadness that came from God. That caused her to be sorry about it. Now she's free from that. That's all you have to do. You have to become the observer of life, not the controller of it. And people who control life are those who are, trying to, who are judging themselves and others. And the way you develop character, do Lord, you want to tell us how to develop the character, right? Do you, do you have character? I'm in the same position that. I just keep seeing all the wrong things I do. You, you're in that position now? Uh-huh. 
and how you feel about seeing the wrong things you do? Um, sometimes I overreact. You know, like uh, I'll apologize. And I, and the, I'll give you an example. Um, we have four minutes left, so give me a short. Okay. Oh, yeah, one minute. Well, we I said like four minutes. I said something to some someone recently. A little while. Ago. I said something to someone recently, and it it was insensitive. It was true, but it was insensitive. Yes. And so it hurt her feelings, and she didn't want to talk to me anymore. Yeah, she put the phone down. And uh, I, I was sorry that she put the phone down. And then not until I was telling somebody else about it, that they started saying, well, you, you shouldn't have said that, even though it was true. You know? Oh, it was? You told her the truth, but it was yeah. the wrong spirit? No, I don't think it was the wrong spirit. It oh, could have so been, but I... I, I wasn't trying to hurt a feeling when I said I was saying, you can't take care of your own children. How are you going to take care of somebody else's? Oh, okay. That was basically what Oh, so what did you feel bad about? I, I mean, where were you wrong in that situation? That I couldn't, I didn't, I, that I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't have said that. No, if it's the truth, that you shouldn't have said it. That. So you find out about the person, when you tell them the truth in a loving spirit, then maybe you don't need that person in your life. That's right. They can't handle it the truth in a good way, in a good spirit, and you weren't meaning to hurt her, right? So no, I wasn't meaning to hurt her. You learned so a lot I mean, about who I she is. I wasn't meaning to hurt her at all. Let me do this because of time. Then you shouldn't listen to the thoughts that come after just because she overreacted to it. That's where you're going wrong. When I went, when, oh, yeah. Well, when I went and I apologized to her. Would you apologize for telling the truth? No. I'm sorry for telling you the truth? No, that I hurt feelings. No, you shouldn't apologize. Do, do God, does the God ever apologize to you for hurting your feelings? What do you mean? Does God show you the reality of yourself and then you get mad about it and then he come oh, back and say, Oh, be no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I just wanted to tell you the truth. Well, I think, well then that could be an example of lack of character. Yes, it is. It is. Let me tell you how, because of time, let me tell you how you develop this character. If you're already an adult, you need to realize you don't have it. All right? If you can just realize within yourself, see within yourself that you don't have it. And don't be mad about not having it. And then be still. Go into your prayer closet. Be still so that God can take over your life. Then he will cause you to develop this character. And what would, what would, what would change about your life, you'll start dealing with yourself and life in a different manner. You would deal with it without hating it, without being mad, and things would start changing. Your word would become your word. You would treat people the way you would like to be treated, and it would just start changing. He would cause you to change. And then when you get married and have children, the moment they come into the earth, you start to use that same spirit to develop your children's character by teaching them to work, uh, being honest with them, causing them to be honest with their word, you know, being fair. And you help to develop that in them. But you got to first see that you don't have it. Don't be deceived by it. If you have fear, doubt, worry, if you're worried about what someone else think about you, you're, and I don't mean go out and be mean to people, but if you're telling people the truth with real love, uh, if you're afraid to do that, you don't have character. If you don't find ways to keep your word, you don't have character. 
if you're in denial, if you don't pray, you know, all that stuff, you don't have character. So if you're an adult, you need to see yourself, repent from it, because seeing yourself will cause you to repent, and then God will take over. And then you guide your children in the right way to go by example. It's just that easy. You cannot develop a character on your own. It's this, it is the nature of God. That's why you must be born into it. It's like being born into a good family. You have to be born into it. You need to become a child of God in order to live that way. You cannot do it unless you are his son or his daughter. So you must be born again. And the only way that's going to happen, you've got to let go and let God, meaning sit still and know him. All right? We have a prayer CD on, on, uh, online there called Be Still and Know God. And what I want you to do is get a copy of it and sit quietly. You don't have to hoop and holler and beg and plead with God. He's already laid it out. So go into your prayer in your bedroom or wherever your prayer closet is and just sit quietly and allow the truth to come up to you, come to you. And what it does is allow you, it allows you to see yourself first. And don't hate what you see. Don't run. Then you shall be free. And then the rest is history. It becomes easy after that. So go to bond, uh, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, or call 1-800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663. And if, what? What? Not, not church at bondinfo.org. Bondinfo.org is the website. Oh, that's the in, website? Oh, bondinfo.org is the website. But call 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663. I can't remember all these numbers. I'm about to be 60 years old. What are you saying? <laughs> but think about this, folks. Get to know yourself and, like, and be honest with yourself and love what's right more than anything else in the world. And you shall be free. The rest is easy. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. Thank you for tuning in and let me hear from you. And thank you guys too. Appreciate it.